I'm yeah, tr- trying to be focused AF, but these spring summer allergies are getting the best of me. <laughs> yeah, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have noticed the past couple of episodes, the bro sounds like he's like Darth Vader. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always congested. <laughs> Last night was so bad. Last is is night, it allergies? Yeah, yeah. and oh it's only God. when I'm in the house. If I'm outside, I'm I'm okay. At nighttime, yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, outside, you no. should be dying outside. No, no outside, I'm now fine. It's nighttime, yep. Nighttime, inside I can't, the house. Yeah, I can't breathe. It doesn't hit until he's inside. So I, I don't know if it's something allergens inside. inside the house. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I, I have like a little uh, filter in the house or something. I'm about to change the filter more often, maybe. Yeah, see if that helps. Mm-hmm. But it's also the AC when it's blowing right into my face. Like, you guys it, turning AC on already? Yeah. It's, yes, it's, babe, it's, normal people turn on the AC <laughs> in the summer. It's been on since like a month, right? Like, our, our son asks me to turn on the heat every morning. What? Well, it's 60 degrees in the morning. I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not cold. 60. Yeah. It was 70 this morning. He comes down, checks the, uh, checks the temperature, and he's like, can we, turn the, can we turn the heat on for a little bit? And he... When I turn the heat on in the morning, he goes and sits right on the vent and he's like, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, this morning after you left for your engagement session, you asked me, hey, Papa, can, uh, can we turn on the heat? Yeah. <laughs> so mom, said, mom, mom said we couldn't turn on the heat, but can yeah. we turn on the heat? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, left now. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Dad's in charge now. I'm like, kid, it's 70 degrees. We're not turning on the heat. Do, do they walk around barefoot? Yeah, yeah. That's why. But it's just, it's only the, only the older one. Yeah. Like, Grayson's fine. It's Aiden. Every morning he comes too. down, he's but like, I'm so cold. I can't be the only one. Like, we have thermostat wars every every time the season changes, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Paris, <laughs> like Paris is family because Paris, uh, her, her parents live with us and they don't do the heat, they don't do AC, right? So, in the summer, it could be like 90 degrees in the house and oh they're like, God. no AC, just open the windows, right? And then in the winter months, right? We're not turning on the heat. It's like fucking 50 degrees in the house, right? I'm like, yo, we got to turn on the heat. All right? Like, this is like… But did you die? Like, exactly, right? I was like, we're, we're not refugees. They're, they're in like layers. They're, they're rather wear an overcoat inside the house than to turn on the well, heat, right? Gone. I'm like, guys, we make enough money. We can we can pay for the, the heating bill. You know what I mean? That's nope. hilarious. Everyone walking around like an Eskimo inside the house. We're like, we're not refugees. We can afford to pay the heating bill. You know what I mean? Aww. And then and then in the, in the winter months, and, 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 and then in the summer months, my father-in-law is just walking around topless and basically nothing, you know? I'm like, Dad, you know, we can, we can afford the AC bill, all right? We don't have to suffer like this. We make enough money, so we don't have to suffer like this. you walking around naked. You know, let's turn the AC off. There's no point. There's no point. They just, my mom just, she doesn't like AC. Like, the, the coldness. Mm-hmm. So it's the older generation it's, mentality. Yeah, it's, it's yeah just parents are the same. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't turn AC turn, or heat? Don't turn anything on until will. absolutely necessary. The, the heat. <laughs> the heat. Well, so it's absolutely necessary they run out for of my layers. dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's more of the AC that they're very like. Yeah. Know. More anti. Yeah. AC. Yep. Utilities thing, are expensive, so I get it. I well, got to fight it out. They're, they're not that bad in New Jersey. In New York, they yeah. are. Though. My parents yeah. live. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, if her dad turns the central air on for like a month, that would be like six hundred dollars, something really? like that. I'll pay. I'll pay six hundred bucks not to be an Eskimo in my own house, <laughs> or to walk around butt naked in my house. You know, I can afford the six hundred bucks. You know. Anyway, you guys ready to start this podcast? Yes, Let's we are it. ready. All right. Hey guys, welcome to the Focus AF Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm Karis. This is Ro. And this is Jen. And we are Focus AF. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are, yeah. We're trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, so what are we talking about today? What's the topic of uh, topic du jour? Today is all about you guys and again. Well, I mean, you guys associate teams. <laughs> well, you guys have a little experience. With a this, little so. slight experience with associate yeah, teams. Yeah, we uh, tried it. We'll, t- we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about all. It. Of it. Yeah. We're gonna talk about all. We of tried it though. I think what triggered this conversation, or why we put it on our topic list, was I think there was like that one stretch on Facebook for like a week where everyone was trying to find. Last minute. Last minute associate shoot. Not even like second shooters. Like someone to be a primary for their business while they were doing another wedding. It's which out is of control. Not the right way to do it. Yeah. So we were like, we got to talk about associates. And you guys are on an associate team. So learning a little bit about why you guys started it up and pretty much how to run one effectively. So mm-hmm. yeah. tell us about how you guys started that. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll start from the very, very beginning, right? So when we started our primary brand, uh, Ben Law Photography, that was around the same time we started our family. So at some point, you know, Karis couldn't go out to shoot with me. So I had a whole bunch of folks kind of just help me out Yeah. for a year, two years, because we have two kids, right? So about two years or so, they were helping us out. And uh, so when Karis finally came back to work, I had all this extra talent, you know, all these folks who stuck by my side for a year, two years. And I think you know, other folks might have just kicked them to the curb. I didn't think that was the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, had, they had purchased all this gear. They enjoyed this work that they were doing. And I had some extra work, right? So I was like, hey, guys, you know, thank you so much for helping me out these past couple of years. If, if you guys have an interest in doing this, I have some extra work that we can pick, you know, you guys can do. Uh, Karis and I will take care of the, the sales and the post-production and all that kind of stuff. All you have to do is just show up and shoot. They're like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. So, uh, so we started off the associate brand uh, with two photographers. Uh, it was uh, MJ and my brother Benson. It was never meant to be anything huge because, you know, MJ and Benson, they both had day jobs. They had other Monday to Fridays, right? So I didn't feel the pressure of having to or needing to book them 30, 40 weddings a year. If we got three to six weddings for each of them, it would have been fine. Fine, yeah. Right? So that's what we did the first year. We had a couple weddings, handful of weddings that we were able to pass on to them. And then uh, the second year, however, we skyrocketed to like 46 weddings. Were they also under Ben Lau? Or? These were all pearl paper. They, so when were, did you guys come up with like, and how did you guys come to, up with the name? Yeah. I don't think you ever told us. From, no, I think from the beginning yeah. we separated. It was always okay. separated. Always, always. always. Yep. There were a couple of reasons why we sep- uh, decided to have two brand names. The first one was we wanted to keep the brands separate. Because the thing is, if you're, if you're reaching out to Ben Lau, you should get Ben Lau. Yeah. I know a lot of other associate brands, they will have their associates shoot under their name and, you know, more power to them. But like if, but in some cases, it's it's a generic name, right? It's not the actual photographer's name. Yeah. Right? So right. That's, that's one situation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have other companies where it's just like Pearl Paper Studio, for example, right? You know, there's no, there's no name attached to that. So you can, you can have the owner shoot under that brand. You can also have other photographers shoot under that brand, mm-hmm. right? But if it's like John Smith Photography… And his John. associates. <laughs> yeah. And if John Smith's not there, they're going to have an issue with that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, why isn't John Smith meeting with me? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like, if John Smith's not shooting my wedding, like, I'm getting a second tier photographer. You know, so, so the reason why we separated it was because when you look at the experience on the client side and also on the photographer side, it's, I feel like it might be a little off-putting because, uh, you know, on the client side, they, they might feel like they're getting a second tier product, second tier photographer. And then on the photographer's side, they're like, well, you know, I'm shooting under John Smith. You know, I'm not John Smith and I feel second rate. Not to say that Ben Lau casts a huge shadow <laughs> or anything like that, right? Um, because honestly, our my rate was only a little bit higher than my associate rate at mm-hmm. that time. 
right? So the overage was easier to transfer. And I will, we can go over that in a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, my overage doesn't go to Pro Paper Studio anymore. You know, or they have their own marketing. Um, they have their own marketing oh. channels, and we and I have my own marketing channels. But in any case, uh, we wanted our photographers to feel a sense of ownership in their work. You know, we didn't want them to feel like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm shooting under Ben Lau, and I'm not as good as he is, and you know, like. We wanted them to have a sense of ownership. Like, hey, I'm the lead photographer for Pearl Paper Studio. And give them a sense of ownership in their work. Yeah. And I feel like when people have a sense of ownership in their own work, it's their baby. They're going to work a little harder for it. They are going to push themselves a little harder. You know, Whereas maybe if they don't feel like they're a part of the team or maybe they don't have, they're not empowered to, to be more creative or whatever, right? They're just shooting for a paycheck. Um, that is, I don't think that serves anyone any good. So that's why we started a second company just for our shooters. From the client's aspect of it as well, you know, they'll be excited that they chose a lead photographer from that business and they'll be excited to work with them. They'll know them a little bit better opposed to just sending a body to a, a wedding like some studios do. Yeah we, see, do. yeah, we see that a lot. Do they meet and have conversations with them before the wedding? Every now and then. Every now and then. Um, if, if they requested, if the client requested specifically. But, you know, the clients from the beginning, from the inquiry, they get to choose, you know, which photographer they want, the lead shooter. And then um, pretty much the process is about the same as, you know, myself and Ben's uh, brand because they get to meet them for their engagement mm-hmm. session. Oh, right, and right. And then, yeah, so they build that relationship. And then, you know, once they see the work from the engagement session... Um, and then they'll be getting the same person on their wedding day as a as a lead shooter. So, um, and then you know these couple for our our photographers are you know it's it's your couple your wedding, so you know they have mm-hmm. a sense of ownership, ownership. a little more yeah. pride, and, in, and and you know that, that relationship building is 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 definitely there. yeah it's crucial yeah. because I would say uh, you know how we went from six to forty six weddings for this other brand right for Pro Paper Studio, I would say a vast vast majority was of that was from referrals. Yep. Internal huge, referrals, huge not referral, not not yeah. from Ben Lau. These were like referrals in yep. their own circles. Their friends, friends. Yeah. So it wasn't. I like to say that I contributed a little bit to it, but it's it really it was the, all their own work. Yep, it was them. Yeah. And then if if it's this, if if it was MJ's previous couple or Steve's uh, previous couple, their friends or family member will come looking for for Steve, them. Or MJ, Steve or MJ. Oh, MJ shot this wedding, and you know, I yeah, and they saw the photos, they, yep. or they they part of the wedding yep, party. They've seen them, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. they were they were awesome, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean that's the best route to go. Like, yeah. referrals are the the the, the best. hottest leads of of any other. And, and we've been very very lucky where we have a really solid team where. The photographers, they do go above and beyond. That's where referrals come from, right? They go really, really above and beyond. They really serve the clients really well. And that gives a very great impression on, you know, the clients. And, and that's where the referrals come from. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? So we, we're, we've been very lucky that the photographers that we bring on board, it's, for them, it's more than just a paycheck, you know, just shooting for a paycheck. You know, for them, it's, they, they genuinely love what they do. Yeah. First and foremost. And they enjoy the people that they do it with. Because actually, Karis and I, we, we screen the inquiries for them too. So if it sounds like a headache client, we just refer them out. <laughs> that, we, that's when you send them to Moses Cruz. Uh, <laughs> we send them to Moses Cruz and then we send them over <laughs> to a JR photo. <laughs> so how do you guys, I guess, say, talk to or train your photographers on how to, to work with couples? Kind of keep that relationship with them? Because I know for us, when we first got married years ago, the first time we got married (laughs) with each other, um, (laughs) we hired a larger studio that was an associate team. And it was kind of like, come in, 
pick their photos from albums, be like, this is who I want, see them at the engagement session, and then no communication or anything until the wedding. So it was very disconnected and doesn't have that personal touch that I feel like our personal brands, as like Ben Lau has with his couples or Karis has with her couples. How do you guys kind of talk to your photographers about how to kind of maintain a more personal relationship with, with clients? Well, we invite we invite the clients to, you know, find us on social media and add us, follow us, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. Because the thing is, and we, and we talk about this during the consult as well. Hey, listen, you know, you guys are inviting us to be a part of this really intimate time in your lives. So we mm-hmm. welcome you guys in hours. It's only fair, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys happen to find us on social media, feel free to add us. We don't bite. After the wedding's over, feel free to unfriend us. <laughs> it's totally okay. We're, our feelings won't be hurt. But our hope is at the end of this experience, you guys will have gained a friend and a photographer for life. That's our hope. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think many of them do take up take us up on that offer. And they do add us on social media. They see our food pictures, the pictures of our kids, our travel pictures and things like that. So they feel like they're a part of our lives. Just like our, our own personal brands, they get an engagement session. Mm-hmm. So they get to hang out with the photographer for a couple of hours. That's good. And um, that helps out with the relationship building as well. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the magic also happens on the actual wedding day itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't have too many touch points leading up to the wedding day. I mean, we, there's some there's some things that I think it's pretty much industry standard. We'll go over the itinerary and stuff like that. But as far as like sending gifts regularly to them or I don't know, stuff like that, I, I guess we could do a better job with that. I think other other brands, I think you guys do that. You know, that you have regular touch points throughout the year or throughout the planning process. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, we, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But I think for like an associate team, I don't think people really are kind of expecting that personal experience. Yeah. That's true. Well, well, they just want to know who's showing up they and, want to and, showing and the work up. is good. And yeah. I think my question too is like, but I think you've you've chosen people that can interact well with a couple on the wedding day, are mm-hmm. more personable, friendly. Sometimes we work with the you know associate video teams or something where it's just another gig coming in, coming out, doing what they need to do, and are out the door. And I've seen, I've heard of photographers being the same way as well, but. We have a very stringent hiring policy. Like when we were recruiting and screening candidates, it's not easy to be an associate on our team. We don't just hire anyone off the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we have some mutual friends who asked to join our team. I was like, you're not a, I mean, I love you to death. I think you do great work, but you'd be a terrible candidate. You know, <laughs> I told them straight up, you know. What uh, makes them a terrible candidate? Because they have aspirations to do their own thing. Okay. So they'll just like learn everything and probably and bounce. Well, yeah. not just that. It's okay because any job out there. I mean, uh, if you're the manager or owner of any business, right? You can't expect your employees or people to work with you for the rest of their lives. They they don't owe you that. Okay. Um, so it's not. It wouldn't be uncommon for anyone to just learn everything they need to learn and then they bounce. That's not what I had beef with, right? However, uh, where things do get a little bit muddled is like if they have an opportunity to earn more money somewhere else, right? So let's say a second shooter industry rate is $500 an hour. I mean, $500 a day, right? Or $50 an hour. And then a lead shooter is, a, let's say, $100 an hour, right? $1,000 for the day. Why would they schlep around with me for $1,000 a day when they can get their own wedding for three grand, four grand, five grand? You know what I mean? Let's say we're even being super duper generous, right? Because I know there's some, uh, there are some associate teams out there that will pay their shooters, even say, even say like $2,000 for the day, Right. You just have to do a little bit of culling and a little bit of, uh, you know, some of the consults or whatever. $2,000 a day, that's pretty good. But yeah. still, even with that generous amount, why would they schlep around for two grand when they can make three grand, four grand, five grand somewhere else on their own, right? So, like, I can't be mad at them if they decide they need to bounce because they need to support their family. They got to put food on the table. I can't be mad at that, right? 
But let's say that they want to be loyal to you, right? Because they owe you that or whatever. They, they feel like they owe you that. I would feel like a shithead if I was holding them back from earning more money to put food on the table. You know what I mean? So for that reason, the people that I bring on board, generally speaking, they don't have their own business. They don't have aspirations to do their own thing. Or maybe they're just really terrible, terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> but generally speaking, they don't have the aspirations to do that because it's they don't have time for it. Yeah, and it's their side. It's their side money. It, yeah, it's it's also not money. something that they love. You know, they, they love they, it. They, they love it. They, they love, love shooting. The, yeah, shooting creative side of it, but they don't want to run like they don't run the business part. The headache, yeah. the business part. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just they just want to shoot. Not yep. for everyone. Shoot. Yep, yeah. shoot and burn. So that's why, like, so people have always asked us, like, why don't why haven't you scaled? You could you could definitely scale a lot larger than what you have right now. You know, honestly, like this associate brand is also our side money. Side also, money. you know, that's why Karis is still shooting. I'm still shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this doesn't mean that we're not giving it any attention that it deserves, right? We're still giving it all our attention. It's just we're not doing it for the money necessarily. You know what I mean? Right. I yeah. think it works for us, for, for everyone and, and, and Pearl Paper Studio because, you know, everyone's, it, it's everyone's little side money. Whether mm-hmm. it's their gear money, um, little, little parting money. Travel um, money. Yeah, travel money. You know, fun money. Like for everyone, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because all our, all our shooters have full-time jobs, Monday through Friday doing something else. Some of them make very good money yeah, good Monday money. through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I should work for them. <laughs> yeah, one of them straight up told me, it's like, do you really think I work with Pearl Paper Studio for money? <laughs> you don't pay me it's enough. It's all their side money. We're like, we're, we're the poor, poor list. <laughs> we're, the, we're the poor ones here, you know? They make plenty of money during the week. They drive rolling up in cars nicer than mine. You know? So they really just do it because they enjoy. Yeah, they enjoy, enjoy it. And that's the perfect candidate. And I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with making a little extra money on the side mm-hmm. for yep. whatever you want to do. Yep. And you know what? And this is not to say that we're doing it the right way. This is just the way that works for us yeah. and our shooters and our clients. And and that's why I think we're like not aggressive looking for like, you know, what's going to scale, yeah, trying trying to scale, scale up, yeah. for us, yeah. you know? Did you ever um, want to scale at some point? We're uh, I mean, it, we're scaling organically. We're like, not like actively slowly, recruiting. Yeah. If, yeah. if somebody, if we meet somebody along the way, candidate. yeah, that are you know photographer and interested, at, um, yeah, then they'll come on board. Believe but, it or not, yeah. a lot of our uh, shooters were Uncle Bob's at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All our shooters we, we met, met we organically. Met at weddings. Yep. At really? Weddings. Yep. Oh, they just like walked up to you. They were hey, like, they were I'm, like, I'm looking to get into it. I think only person that aggressively walked up to us was is Steve. Steve. Steve <laughs> He's Steve? listening right now. I was like, yo, you better retract that. Uh, <laughs> I, I demand an apology and a discount code. Um, no, but uh, everyone everyone we've on our yeah. team, we've met either… They're like friends of our… Current past, shooters? Yeah, past, no, past bride and grooms. Um, cousins or you know, bride's mom's like, oh hey, my son likes shooting. Do you want to meet him? That's Ed. That's um, like, oh, I got a good paying job yeah. already. Why are you <laughs> fucking me off to this guy? <laughs> um, yeah, just organically. We've been really lucky. Have you guys come across any struggles with? I'm sure um, running an associate team as far as like issues with clients or. Yeah. Emergency situations with shooters, things yeah. like that. Yeah. All of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Where do we start? So what kind of problems have we encountered over the years? Well, number one has been… The first problem that we ever encountered was really just more turnover. As we talked about a few minutes earlier, you know, we had explosive growth in the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Pearl Paper Studio just crashed into the market and just like just booking like crazy. 
Because by our third year, second or third year, we were up to like 80 weddings a year. Oh my God. It was insane, right? So I guess people were just curious, like, what's going on in there, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a couple of shooters, people who had their own businesses or whatever, and they'll come in. And I don't know what they, maybe they were just checking out and see what we were doing or whatever it is. They would hang out for a little bit and then they'd bounce. Um. And that's, that's no good for anyone. So, so that kind of sucks. So, so after that, we kind of fine tuned our recruiting methods, I guess, or our screening process. So that way, the people that we do bring on board, you know, they, they fit a certain criteria. Mm-hmm. We, we've definitely recruited some folks who weren't a great fit for what we were trying to do. Yeah. But uh, the, the ones who have stayed, they're, they made the cut. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. The, the very first problems that we encountered were, was uh, on the recruiting end of things. You know, turnover and things like that. Because we were just figuring th- these things out. Yeah. And finding people that we could not trust. off the cuff. And I think that was <laughs> yeah. the big thing that we were, t- why we brought this topic was because people were going on Facebook and trying to find, uh, just trying to start an associate brand out of thin air just because they got an inquiry and we're like, oh, oh I, have, I have somebody for you. I, I want, I guess I'll take it because I need the money, but now I have to find a shooter. Yeah. MJ, right? Steve, uh, Miles, and Ed, those are our lead shooters. And they were, um, they would shoot. As a second shooter with me and Karis for at least one or two seasons before we would promote them. Not mm-hmm. second, third. They would come out yeah, as Yeah, actually third. they come out as third first for oh, like wow. a season or two. And mm-hmm. then there'll be a second shooter for however long it took until they had the right portfolio. Mm-hmm. And if they still stuck around after we put them through the ringer, that tells us that their heart is in it. Like it's for them, it wasn't about the money because we didn't pay everyone that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. well, it wasn't because we didn't want to. It's that we couldn't because we weren't charging very much, you know, when we first started. I think we were charging 2200 uh, for full day coverage, engagement session, uh, everything. We're giving away the whole farm. You know? So we, we couldn't Maternity afford. photos. You guys would get like a hundred bucks at the end of it. Well, pretty much. Like, at the end photos. of the day, our, our in pocket was maybe about 200 bucks per client. Oh my goodness. But for us, again, it wasn't about the money. You know, We wanted to make sure that we took care of our photographers. That's the other thing mm-hmm. that I think a lot of other social teams might struggle with. They're not taking care of their photographers, right? We want to make sure that you know, the people who help make our organization successful, that they are rewarded for us. We're, we, we, as the owners, as the, I guess, managers or whatever, we're the last ones to get paid. We pay yeah. everyone first, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think with some other folks who are running associate teams, it's, it might be the, uh, mm-hmm. the other way around. Yeah. And I think you're setting yourself up for failure if you're just throwing, going around, grabbing random people yep. to shoot for your business. Just, and just, just to try to bring in a control's not there. Yeah. A warm body. And, 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 and that's part of the reason why it, our, our training process is so long. It could, it could take about two to three years before you become a yep. lead shooter. Mm-hmm. You know? and, then, and then even, I think, um, for Steve and MJ both, like after they became a lead photographer, I think um, I, I second shot with both of them for at least a good year to two years. Make sure. You Make know? sure they... Because oh, wow. like wedding is like a huge liability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you screw it up. Yeah, you, screw, mm-hmm. you can't not redo somebody's wedding. So I don't mm-hmm. know what these people are thinking. Even till like every day when our um, like photographers are shooting, like I'm, you know, always back up in my mind, I'm like, what if somebody something happens? What if somebody doesn't show up? What if like something got mixed up? Like yeah. schedule. Our, our people pretty much I'm always, always show up. Yeah, but our, our <laughs> pretty much yeah, so. but our shooters are very reliable. They've been with us, you know, for a long, a long time. time. Yeah, they're they're family. But you know, but we've had like typos in like itineraries, like. <laughs> You know, like 11 turn into like one, you know, like literally like typo. Supposed to be there for 11 o'clock, but but it it turned into one. one, And then so like our photographer showed up at one. So (laughs) we had like one wedding like that. Um, You know, and we made it up. So they missed prep. 
They asked Prep. Prep, yeah. Prep. It was just Prep. Thanks this photographer, this photographer yeah. will remain no, a nameless, yeah. but when he hears this podcast, he'll know. They'll know. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my mistake because I was doing dark scenery at that time. So, like, yeah. somehow it got erased, you know. But, uh, I mean, did, did anyone call? In the, yeah, it was the like planner calls, like, where's uh, your photographer? Yeah, later. So, later. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, and also, here's the other thing, right? You guys know as well as anyone else, I'm the biggest prankster ever, right? So, we have a chat group at work. With all our photographers, you know, random weekends when yeah, there's no like, weddings, I was just say, "Hey, oh, no. hey, MJ, where, where are you? you?" The video guys want you, to know you, where you are. Your, right? Your bride's looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> they have no wedding, right? But I'm just like messing with them to like, and then they'll get into a panic attack. At this point, it's like the 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 boy who cried wolf. Yeah. When there's actually an emergency, they're like, "Ha ha, really funny." No, for reals. Like <laughs> you're late, man. <laughs> that's kind of messed up to do that. Oh my god. So that's, I don't, I don't, I can't make that joke yeah. anymore. You know. But that's like. Biggest, you know, like yeah. worry as a wedding photographer, yeah. you know, like. So who do the couples go to for like the after the wedding complaints? I can't, I, I, I take care yep. of service to, to okay. us. Yep. All, all so they know. Okay, I gotta go talk to Ben. Yeah, I take care of the service yep. Yep. because, um, yeah, they they deal with me for all all the all service it, stuff because Karis, um, she's. Well, right now I'm not take I'm not looking at any of Pearl Paper emails because Abby's we have Abby, Abby. We have yeah. Abby to take care of it. But if Abby. there's a service issue, she'll she'll she'll, she'll yep. forward it to me. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, um, because of our reputation and how I run the consult, I'm managing expectations. We don't really get too many complaints. If there's any complaints, it's because let me see here. When's the last time we had a complaint? End of last year. <laughs> what was it about? Oh, <laughs> oh, that one. Um, <laughs> This one particular wedding, she didn't have anything going on for her wedding. There was no dancing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was pretty much getting high on the balcony. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing the, going on. The so the photographer had nothing to shoot. The groom didn't want to do any photos. They were getting high, high, yeah. high. They're all smoked. So the reception, so, like so the bride was no upset. one was inside. The oh, bride was obsession yeah, to getting photos, was, but you didn't give our photographer any photo yeah, time. There was, there was right. nothing, right? So we offered to make it right to her. I was like, listen, uh, I will cover the cost. If you want hair and makeup, yeah, I'll cover the hair and makeup. Do, well, let's we'll, do some we'll portraits. Do, you just, at the very least, let's do a bridal portrait, bridal session. She's like, oh, no, let's, whatever. Yeah, no, so okay. honestly, I, honestly um, I'm not sure we should have taken this client from the get-go only because she couldn't really tell us why she was hiring us. You know, so I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys do this with your consults with your own personal brand. But it's very important for us that clients tell us why they're hiring us. Not just because we're pretty photos for a cheap price. Yeah, we, we always ask. Yeah. Yeah, because if you tell us, hey, we just like your photos, they're nice and you're affordable, like that's yeah, not, we don't hire that client. You don't, yeah, yeah. Those, those never work out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, even if they book us, I'm like, you need to tell me. So that way I have something to set an anchor to. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, she didn't give us that. But the thing is, we were coming out of COVID. <laughs> I needed, oh, I needed. We were, everyone was taking everything at that point. <laughs> I'll take everything. Do what we had to so, do. Uh, so that was, so this is why, you, this is why it's important for you not to work for money. Wait, so right? she was upset that, the, that there was no dancing photos? Yeah, there's no pictures. Yil, but the photographer number, had nothing. Number one, yield was low. Yeah. And the groom did, even, even uh, like bridal portraits, like minimum. He didn't want to do any photos. So, and... Who, the, if, the, the if, group didn't want to do any photos. Nobody okay. wanted to do any, yeah. yeah, so, like, if I were there, I would have covered my ass, and I would have pushed a little harder for more portraits. I would have mm-hmm. kept more inventory right. of... Um, At least kind of, like... Make sure I cover my ass, Make sure right? you cover, but... Mm-hmm. And, that, and I guess that's the difference between, you know, working for your own brand and mm-hmm. then counting on your associates to do what you do. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, your associates are not you. But, mm-hmm. but also, this, this photo- particular photographer is very... One of our very... Um, like he's very hands off ish on a wedding day, and he's more of 
you know, less directing. Mm-hmm. More so, candid. Yeah, compared more to photojournalism. All, our, all our shooters, yeah. it was him. and it He's not going to be pushy. It, yeah, it happened to him. And <laughs> so, Aww. yeah. Yeah, he probably was all right. They don't want pictures. Yeah, there, he's like, gonna, there's nobody yeah, dancing. Push, They're all yeah. outside you know, smoking up. Like, what is he going to do? Go you're not going to get out of photograph yeah, people smoking up. People smoking up. Yeah, I probably, I probably would have, we probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, like, we don't like what really do you do? Push, yeah, so. but, I, but I'm always nervous that I should be doing more. So I'll probably get like table shots or like candidates right, of people at, at tables. Candidates or, or even like details, like yeah, fill it, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, yeah, just He just got everything. some portraits. He got some portraits. Yeah, he got, he got but, some. Yeah, it was, it was just unfortunate that that particular client got matched up with that particular photographer. And in fact, she chose that photographer. She chose that photographer. And, you know, our photographer, he's solid. You know, it's just, just, you know. Bad an client. It was a bad client. It was yeah. a bad client. Yeah. Day, bad client. Um, not a good match, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sometimes the chances that you take with an associate team, too. Like, yeah. they don't really. Because we get bad clients, that. too. Yeah, we get bad yeah, clients, too. So clients. it's across the board. Yeah. That's when he starts to question. Why did I get into wedding photography? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good paying job Monday to Friday. Why, why am I working with Ben and Karis going through all this grief? You know, <laughs> when you're running an associate brand, you know you're you're there to put out fires. That's that's what you do. When things happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think a lot of people get a little bit more preoccupied with the financial aspects of having an associate brand. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, I get to make more money. I can scale this and. Double the booking. Double you know, the bookings. Nope, After nope. you pay out, pay yep. your taxes, yep. overhead, back ending, editing. It, like, it can be double the, like uh-huh. you mentioned, liability in case something happens. Liability. Yep. We had one photographer uh, who around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night calls us. His call time's the following morning at seven. He's like, yo, I think I had some bad sushi tonight or something. I got some bad issues. Like, I don't know if I can make it. This is like at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh my God. So me and Karis are like, holy shit. You know, like, we, we, we didn't sleep. sleep. We, we packed up all… I, I mean, think this was a daytime wedding. So like… We, 7 o'clock call time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like did, did you guys have your own wedding the next day? No, Thankfully, we, we didn't. So, and then if we needed to take over the wedding, we needed to like leave like 5 a.m. or something, right? Oh, so we God. were like on… We couldn't even sleep. We're like on, you know, waiting for a phone call like yeah. by a… So, but thankfully… Like um, a tow truck driver. Yeah. Just but, on call, yeah, right? Yeah, on call, right? All night. But thankfully, he was he was okay, able to um, go to the wedding. I think stuff like this happened a few times. And that's one of the things you, you have come across an associate brand. They can call you and be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Right. And it's like, now it's on you to yeah, kind of find yeah. somebody. Our, For us, our main… We're showing listen, up with a I'm stomach bug. Right. No matter no what, what we got <laughs> yeah. to be there. I'll tell the bride and groom, you might see me go to the bathroom right, a couple right. times, I'm but I'm here. Well, but I, yeah. I tell my clients, I was like, listen, I've shot with dislocated shoulders, wrist injuries, surgery. I don't know if you guys remember this. I had surgery during we COVID, remember. right? Yeah. I <laughs> shot a wedding pocket. pocket. <laughs> I shot… <laughs> Coin purse surgery. I had a guys. I had a literal hole in my body, and it was an open wound. (laughs) And I was changing bandages every hour on the hour while shooting a wedding. Okay. Yeah. Like that's a commitment that I now I can't expect my associates to do that. Okay. Because like they're only getting paid a thousand bucks. As a a business owner, you 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 roll through the mud. You do what you have to do to. You know, I have people calling out like, "Oh, I gotta pick my dad up at the airport," right? And I'm like. Are you serious? You're going to call out of work because you got to pick up your dad from the airport? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You know? This is somebody's special day. <laughs> you know? So like How I, can you do this? Yeah, so <laughs> Like seriously. <laughs> we can't we can't have that, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like um so thankfully um our core team um they're committed. Yeah. 
They're amazing. They're, yeah. We have an amazing, yeah. amazing team. They're committed. They say they're going to show up. They're going to show up. They're there. And, you know, I know that technically speaking, I'm not supposed to command and control, right? Because these guys are subcontract- subcontractors, but they're also family. And I, and I provide guidance to them. I tell them, hey, listen, guys, you're going to eat out, right? Don't eat out Thursdays and Fridays, please, for the love of God, especially during wedding season. You're going to get sick. Get sick on Wednesday, okay? Get sick on Tuesday. And wash your hands, please, especially during the wedding season, mm-hmm. okay? Most of them are pretty good. Like, they, you know, they, they, they've been pretty good. And then we always have, um, because we have like a big, somewhat big team, uh, we, we kind of always have a, a backup. backup person that's not shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, that used to be me, but… Um, now that she has her own brand. Yeah, but it's, it could still be me. <laughs> it could still be me too. It could still be yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah me, me or him. Yep. But we always kind of have a backup person that's not shooting. So. Mm-hmm. so lead shooters between the three brands, we have like six or seven people that can go out. We always have at least one or two that can step in as a lead. Mm-hmm. So we never book yeah. out everyone. We, right. we stop fully Smart. booking everyone. Yep. So there's always at least one person as a spare. Yep. Just in case. Yep. And then holiday weekends, we don't fully book. Definitely not. Like Memorial Day weekend, yep. we don't book. Because second everything. shooters are so hard to come by. And yep. Yeah. We're going to. Yep. Mm-hmm. But second shooters, associate, uh, second shooters, lead shooters, and assistants are all in-house. We don't really… You're not going to… It's very rare that you're going to see us go out to these Facebook groups and look for associates and second shooters. It's very rare. If we do, it's because everyone is, um, you know, shooting already shooting. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a dire emergency. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's only for second shooter. We'll be never looking for like a lead shooter because you know? either myself yeah. or Karis will yeah, probably step we're up. We're never going to um, have a straight shooter. Do you take your cut from there, for the second shooter? No, no. These guys are getting a bonus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> having uh, Karis Effing Lau, Silver Award winner. Karis Effing Lau shooting their wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> what um, what steps and stuff do you guys do to train them for a wedding day and kind of giving you the end product? I think that's another issue that people come across when they're just grabbing random associates from Facebook is that they'll get a gallery back because they haven't spoken to this person. They may have not seen a real full gallery. They just wanted to grab somebody because they want to make a quick buck that weekend. And then complain well, about what was the deliverable. Well, there's an onboarding process, like I mentioned earlier. You know, they're assisting with us for like a season or two. So it's usually assisting for a year, half a year, a year, and then second shooting for another year or two. And then to become a lead shooter. So they'll understand what our process is, start to finish, and what kind of pictures we're trying to get. Don't you do like a… Um, Portfolio review or gallery review? And like review? a workshop or like a… Yes, I do. Yeah. We, do, we do workshops. Once upon yeah. a time, I used to do them annually. I would rent out like a conference room and we'll go over everyone's images but we'll that have like models. that wasn't that wasn't efficient because it was only once a year, right? Mm-hmm. Since then, I think in the last I don't I want to say five years, six years. Let me rewind a little bit, right? So I used to do one on ones with them. So we do a little screen share, and I'll go over their work one by one, right? And there were it was a smaller team back then, maybe like I don't know four or five associates. Mm-hmm. We do one by one on ones, but that became a little harder to schedule as my schedule got busier and their schedules got busier. So uh, now what I do is I review everyone's images on video. I record the video. I do uh, instead. I guess it's not really a screen share, but I just record my screen as I go through their images. Mm-hmm. And each review is about fifteen to twenty minutes long, and I go through all their images. Like, here's what you did really amazing. Here's where we can kind of improve this image or whatever. And technically speaking, again, I'm not supposed to be doing this as a as someone who's not supposed to be doing command and control. But this is provided to them. As a benefit, if they want to watch it, they can watch it. If they don't, whatever. But I think most of these folks, they do watch the videos, especially if it's about them. Yeah. And it helps them improve their craft. As far as how 
we manage the quality control as far as how we train our photographers. Uh, this is how we do it. You know, they, they go through a long training process and then we have these video reviews, these, these gallery and portfolio reviews. And then we'll have, sometimes we'll have um, in-person, um, like everyone workshop kind of thing if, if they feel the need, if photographer wants to. Um, we had lighting workshop. Yeah, oh, so once, lighting a, workshop. Yeah, so once yeah. a year, I'll, I'll still do a workshop like where the whole team gets together and we'll cover one major topic. It could be lighting, it could be posing, it could be is whatever it, topic I want to talk is about. Is it something that you're noticing in the photos that will trigger like what the next workshop yeah. would be? Yeah, what like, they, this what is they what y'all need, need to work yeah. on. And then, and then I'll do a workshop yeah. like live. And then what I'll also do is, especially during the off season, I will work small, with a one-on-one, -on -one, yep, small one-on-one -on -one workshop. One -on -one so I actually workshop. devote a lot of time to develop them. Yep. Um, so we have photographers... You know, from Long Island to northern New Jersey, western New Jersey. Um, and I'll, we'll just find models and, and we'll go shoot. I'll, I'll go out with them one-on-one. -on -one we'll do and, like model calls, you know, friends and couples. And that way I can work with them through yep. certain things, you know. That's Whether it's flow posing or scouting or lighting, whatever. Because every, every, every photographer, it's just like you guys. You know, you have your strengths. You have things that you can work on. You know that you have to work on, right? Uh, and the thing is, because they're associates, they had their nine to five during the week. Um, you know, some of them, there's no reason for them to pick up a camera during the week, you know, but this is what we do for a living. So we're always messing around with the cameras. Yeah. So, um, so these, these little workshops that I do with them one-on-one to give them the opportunity to work on some of those skill sets without the, I guess, the stress or the anxiety of a paying client in front of you. Cause these are just randos that we're yeah. picking right. up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these, randos. These little, side, <laughs> these little side, style shoots that we have. Cause the thing is there's no money on the line, right? So if, we can play around a little bit more. We have the freedom to play around a little bit more. But yep. here's the thing, right? Like, we understand this as owner-operators. We really should be playing around a little bit more as artists, right? Instead of just playing with your safe shots every single time. Yeah. But I guess these associates, they feel such, uh, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say burdened. They feel responsible for making sure they make the deliverables that they stick to the script. Script, yeah. Right? So the, I feel like sometimes they don't feel like they have the permission to play around, but I encourage them to, you know. Now, now, now we definitely do because I think all of our lead shooters are at certain level, like technical-wise. So now we're like, you know, you have your style down, you get, all, you know, all the standard safe shots. So like, you know, be be creative. Do, go have fun. Yeah, go have fun. Do what it you works, want to it, do. It works. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But you have your safe shots and then... They've, they've earned, they've earned yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's, the only times we have a problem is if like we have someone who whom we're still developing and they go mm -hmm. into the playful shots right away. <laughs> All the shots. <laughs> but no, all the shots and, are and blurry. And everything's off center. Oh, everything's with a touch angle. The, the, the whole gallery is, is just tilt shift. Yeah. Um, it's like you know, I, I appreciate you being, and I'll, I'll say this during the, the portfolio and the gallery reviews too. I was like, you know, I appreciate you playing. You know, you, you're being creative and whatnot. But please, let's get some safe shots for mom and dad. You know, yeah. like even though oh, yeah. it feels basic as fuck for you, but no yeah. one's gonna complain and with safe shots. It's also the quickest thing to do. Yep. Like. Well, yeah. Just get out the get way. Get it done. Get it done. Yeah. yeah, I know you don't feel very like motivated and much gratification for from doing all these, but you got to do But certain it. days when you are kind of like, you know, like blah, you know, you go into a session like, oh, blah, I'm tired. But sometimes when you start and start doing the safe shots and then you start, you know, like seeing other angles and other shots and, and you get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they yeah. train with us over a yeah. series of years. And then, uh, and then we do um, CC on their work yeah. after we get there. So I still do it with them. Like every morning, I record one or two reviews, and then it goes off to a video editor. Do do they take feedback well? 
<laughs> well, well, Most now, of them do. <laughs> well, now because Ben's just recording and he's no one like the names are not there, so it's just anonymous and it's just video. So only the person that shot it kind of knows. But we, we, I think we all kind of know who shot what. But um, you know, because it's not like in their faces. I yeah, think, you know, they'll just. I'm very kind with my CC. I'm very uh, diplomatic. I feel. Are you uh, OCD but, with your CC too? Am I OCD? Like with like little things that they shoot. Sometimes, I mean, my photographers might feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, Ben has his way of shooting too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some, like, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Ben does. And, <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah, shooting and posing, yeah, right? Yeah, too. He's yeah. Ben's more, I guess he's very OCD with that kind of stuff. When, oh, put hands here, put hands there, fix that hand. I, when, when I shoot, I'm, there's no less, rules. Less of that. There's no rules. I don't really care. Yeah, I'm you the know, same way. Yeah, where it goes. Well, you know, for me, just, it's just, like, all right, maybe don't put the hands on the belly. That's a maternity pose. Okay. Well, that that photo wasn't that bad. It wasn't like maternity, maternity. You're just looking at it. You know, way, and these but. people look stiff. Maybe pop the leg a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they look they look so awkward. I think the only thing everyone Shake needs it out. to work out is you know pose them, put the couples there, and let them just watch them. You know, you don't That's have to like do. yeah, watch them, let them break. But then, and- some couples give you like you're, you're working overtime sometimes. You got yeah. you got you're singing for your supper. Yeah. You know? yeah. When there's like uh, all your bag of tricks just not working, yeah. and just like yeah. what am I yeah, gonna do? Yeah, there are couples like that. Yeah. 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 But Definitely. the really cool thing about our team is you tell them to do something, they'll do it. Right? So, hey, listen, you need to pose this way and they'll do it, right? At the very least, at the end of the day, they're keeping me honest too because they're like, hey, Ben, you told me to do this. <laughs> and you're going to complain now? So, like, at least it keeps me honest. So, I appreciate that too. It makes me a better photographer. Make up well. your mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, like, the stuff that I'm teaching them is really just the foundational stuff, really. You know, how to pose and how to get people to look more relaxed so they don't look so stiff in the photos. Right. Now it's their time to... Um, Inject in, a little bit more of yeah, the flavor their color, in there. their flavor into it. Like I can teach you how to make meatballs or tomato sauce or whatever it is, right? Like you might not like my recipe as it is, but at least it gives you a foundation. It gives you a basis. Starting point. A starting point. So you know like this is roughly what it should look like or what should it kind of taste like or whatever it is. And then you put your own and flavor in it. And then you turn it. it into your own recipe. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's the kind of training that we're trying to provide to our associates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we say are the right reasons and the wrong reasons for starting an associate brand. So for us, we tried it for a season. For like two years. Uh, How many of these gigs did you book? It was like three. Three gigs? We had three. Mm -hmm. So um, we learned really quickly. We figured, okay, our name is generic enough that it could just be, you You, wouldn't expect general. You would think. The name is generic The name is generic. So we're like, we'll just keep it all under, you know, the same same Mm -hmm. name. We quickly learned that when you book a wedding from a client from a referral and they're used to that Jen and Roe experience and they get someone else under Jen and Roe, you come across those issues. They're expecting the same level. Uh-huh. Well, they, they have something to compare to. Exactly. Yep. So yep. if they don't have anything to compare uh-huh. to, so we did, so that one was, that wedding, we had a couple issues, nothing too crazy. A couple of family shots were missed. Uh-huh. Um, the situation was, was whole, explained. It was a whole chain of events that happened that led to that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 
a major thing, but she did not feel taken care of in the, the way, way that the we way. would have. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have made sure that those photos would have been taken, would have taken she, the extra step. She was step. a bridesmaid at, uh, you know. I understand. Yep, I understand. So the price, uh, so price-wise, how, how how far off was there a, distra- there's a difference between the pricing? It was a small decrease of what we were charged. A small decrease. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it like $1,000 less, I think? That's uh, not small. It was about a thousand dollars less. No, it was five hundred less. Five hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's that's smaller, much smaller. Yeah. Um, but we were also doing the sales meeting. We were doing the engagement sessions. Oh, it's just oh, this was engagement too. No, but this couple we didn't didn't have an engagement session. Well, the other two we shot them. Okay, so but can I but the wedding. The other, yeah. other, so other. the one that we did not do the engagement session, that was the one that we had issues with, and we made up for it. What kind and of issues it was just, were we talking it was about? Just, it was just the family shots that were missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so was just a sense of we did read touch up. Fake got a few uh-huh, of them. Uh-huh. Some, We've had a couple, had a couple of those. Yep. Um, made a, gave a parent out. We went above and beyond just because she was a referral from another yes, a major yes. source. You didn't that make has any money off of that. Like, you might have lost money on that. We deal. probably did, but yeah. I, we needed to keep that referral oh, change because yeah. their yeah. original referral source has oh. given us like twenty brides. Yeah, so it, 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 like, it all worked out because like a couple years later, her sister inquired with us. Uh-huh. We were booked. The one yeah. that you made. The one that you made, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then her 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 husband sent us a really nice email. Yeah. About how we made it right, yeah. you know, yeah. we oh, went above fair. and beyond. We that's didn't great. make much, yeah. barely made anything, yeah, but we he needed to hold on to that oh, referral yeah. store so bad. The other one, there was no issues because they didn't really have a. Yeah. They weren't. They didn't come from another referral yeah. source. Uh-huh. Um, we did their engagement photos, and they were totally cool with having someone different on the wedding day. They loved it. They had no problems whatsoever. Yeah. So that worked out well. The third never got to happen because it was a COVID wedding. So you had uh, issues. Canceled, so yeah. you had issues with every associate wedding that you've had. You've, there, were, there were always issues. No, just no, one. we only had just two. One. Yeah, two. You've only had two associate weddings. Yeah, yeah. the and third one got canceled because of COVID. But the two that happened, they, there were issues with both. The first no, one. just the first one. The yeah. one that was used to JNR due to like all their friends and stuff. And they the second one, no issues because they had no. History with us. They didn't know mm. us. They didn't have and friends was, who used yeah. us. That was fifty percent. Yeah. At that point, you know, we were also paying paying everyone everyone well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it became like we we had a decision together. Like, you know, is this little bit of money worth worth, it? worth yeah. a potential problem? We ask our we ask that question yeah. ourselves every <laughs> single week. And in order to really make a decent amount of money. You have to like build, you, yeah. You, you, need, you need at least like, in my opinion, at least seventy five yep. to over a yeah, hundred. Well, maybe weddings. not that much. Yep. Maybe yeah. not that much but. I, but, yeah. And I don't have the uh, the bandwidth to manage that or the yeah. mental capacity to deal with like yeah. any issues that arise. Luckily, the timing was there that it was just those two weddings, and then COVID happened about six months later, and that was the end of JNR Associates. <laughs> 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 and it worked out perfectly fine because that would have really, really. Been terrible. I mean, I'm sure you had a horrible experience during COVID oh having to reschedule. We had like over 100 weddings we had to reschedule, but thankfully, fuck every, that. Yeah, every <laughs> we had a hun- over 100 weddings we had to reschedule. Thankfully, I want to say 98 percent of them we were able to reschedule them with their original photographer, right? And then one percent of them we had to, you know, do a little shuffling around. Yeah. Uh, and then one percent just didn't get married, or they broke up, or they, they eloped somewhere else, they or whatever. Cancel the big wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. You know. But thankfully, we didn't. Everything was just. Time-wise, like they just got shifted. That's all. We didn't really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say we lost out or anything. But I mean, 
we didn't make any money for two years. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's but, what the people have needed to consider too when they start an associate team. All these emergencies, global events that could happen and having to take care of X amount of clients. Little problem becomes a huge problem. Huge problem, problem especially when you're just gathering photographers that you know from here and there and then having to kind of patch all those holes is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but back to what you were saying earlier, right, about the client experience, about, you know, your associates are never going to be you. They're mm-hmm. not going to shoot like you. They can serve kind of like you. You give them like, uh, like not, not so much like a brand guide, but like, hey, listen, this is how we treat our customers. This is what you're supposed to say. This is what you're supposed to do, right? They'll, they'll follow those, those guidelines, but they're never going to be you. You know what I mean? And they shouldn't be because they're not being paid like you either. Correct. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes uh, studio owners get to get a little angry or a little upset that you know the, the, their associates are not going above and beyond like they are. The thing is, they're not being paid like a CEO. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some some people pay their leads and secondaries very well. Even fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. You know, they're yeah. still not getting paid the CEO money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the, like I mean, if if that's not if you don't want to run a business, that's a pretty sweet deal. You show up, shoot, do what you love, and walk away with two thousand dollars. Like that's a lot better than second shooting a hundred times a year. Yeah. So we we actually had an experience similar to you, where it was a long referral train. This is this this train dates back all the way to two thousand and ten. Okay. We shot all the friends, shot all the bridesmaids, made multiple six figures from this referral train. Mm-hmm. And this one bridesmaid, she was not able to book me. Because I was unavailable. And um, her photos, I still stand by it, you know, given the circumstances of the day. Our photographer did a pretty solid job. All right. Um, I think her beef was like when she finally got to see me at work again after the fact. Oh, she, okay. So she had her wedding and then saw you. Oh, she's seen me at other weddings before too, right? But then she was able to recompare when she saw you again after the right. wedding. She's like, you know, the experience that I got is not the same as what you gave my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're also you also paying half the price as well. You know, like you got your money's worth, really. Mm-hmm. Just someone complaining, just to complain. Yeah, I mean that could be it. I don't know, right? But anyway, we made it right to her. I was like, listen, you know, we don't feel like we paid and switched anyone because during the consultation process, she knew what she was getting. Exactly. It's not like, hey, this is one portfolio, and then you're getting someone else. You know, I was very comprehensive in my presentation. Like, hey, listen. This is what you're going to get. These are all the photos. We sent galleries and stuff. Like, this is what you're going to get, you know? But at the end of the day, it's not just about the final product. The, 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 the photos themselves are not the final product. The experience is also part of that final product. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's very important to emphasize when you're starting an associate team and you're speaking to potential clients. Because I think how we were communicating it was definitely more about the final product. Like, your image is going to be just as great. They're beautiful. You know, they're going to be... We, we hired people that work similar as us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because the images were great. Yeah, but just did not even take into account the day of experience or communicate with this photographer about how we run things behind the scenes. It was kind of more of like, I trust you to run a wedding day, go ahead, but not realizing there was little holes in that process. It, it, yeah, there were a couple, well, another issue as well about the timeline meeting. What? Uh, they had, so we had agreed that the photographer would do like a introductory phone call after the booking, introduce themselves, and then do a timeline meeting as well so they know how the days are on the Your associate would do the timeline meeting? Right. Yeah. And our associate missed or forgot the timeline meeting. So mm-hmm. she brought that up as well during our, you know, with, with the 
issue that she had during the wedding day, you know, she remembered that as well. And that kind of triggered some red flags for her, mm. which, you know, Jen and Ro would never miss a timeline meeting. That's just the way we are. Like, so there was a couple of factors and it goes back to like, like you said, like, you know, they're not the CEO. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to treat your business the same way that, that you treat your business. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, this is not to say that, you know, all associates are the same way. Because I, I do feel like my associates, they do go above and beyond. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of them, you know, if let's say they're supposed to clock out at 10, but the cake's coming out at 10.05, then they're going to stay forever long. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the culture that we've kind of instilled with our team. What What happens if they stay like even later? The client, like, uh, usually I say after 30 minutes, we start prorating the OT, right? Yeah, but, uh, but, but we, we, do, do you invoice the client afterwards, or do they have that talk with the client on the day of? We will, uh, well, the, the photographers will reach out to us, hey, listen, uh, this is going like way over OT. I don't mind spending another 15 minutes with these guys, yeah. But now we're going to almost an hour, right? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So if that's the case, we'll, we'll, we'll send an invoice after the fact, okay? But I, I, but it's just not usually a surprise. We usually have the photographer go up just, to the just, hey, just tell them hey do you like, need us to stay i mean if, if if we're good then we'll head out but you know but if you need us to stay we'll stay and we'll just have ben just, with just invoice yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's very rare yeah because um, as soon as they hear invoice <laughs> <laughs> as soon as what you hear invoice you're like all right yeah, yeah. You know, we're, but, we're but the, way, the way that i frame it for our associates is that um you know you, you don't have to stay for the extra 15 minutes you know, but then again, they don't have to refer you. They don't have to tip you. You're not contractually required to stay. Yeah. They're also not contractually required to refer you or to tip you. But it, it also goes back to like that mentality of like, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, a shooter. Gun. I'm yeah. just a hard gun, right? Yeah. The same way when, when when I worked a nine to five, like if I didn't, it was time to clock out. Five clock out. Yeah, five ten minutes over to me at least was acceptable. Um, but anything more than that, like I, I want to make sure that I get paid accordingly, and that, mm-hmm. that's another factor of hiring contractors is that issue of going above and beyond. Sometimes means they have to stay a little later. Some people are okay with this, people are not. Yeah, I never, I never want to be that boss. You know, yeah, like overbearing, like have people feel like they're not valued. Yeah, that they're underpaid or anything like that. That's great if you can find associates who can deliver. A very similar experience as you can deliver, okay. Yeah. And you find someone who's willing to go above and beyond the way that you do. Mm-hmm. All right. You try to keep that associate. Do not never let them go, okay. Uh, but at the same time, you know, as the business owners, we can't expect that from everyone. You just got to be realistic about it. And also, we have to be kind of like forthcoming with the clients too. Hey, listen, you know, like yes, I know you're meeting with me right now, but you know, you know I'm not the one who's shooting your wedding. Yeah. Just so you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I love my associates, but my dad jokes are better, <laughs> right? They're okay. And I'll tell them. I'll tell them straight up. You know, I got one guy who who might have me, you know, running for my money, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or giving me giving me a run for my money. But you know, it's not me who's shooting your wedding. All right, someone else. So just make sure that you look at their portfolio. Make sure it aligns with what you're looking for. Okay. Um, so you'd <laughs> mentioned earlier that your overage from Ben Lau and Hey Karis no longer goes to Pearl Paper. Why is that? Right. So when we first started, the portfolio was similar-ish. Okay, uh, the work there wasn't a huge difference. I guess at, at the end of the day, the experience might be a little bit different, but the portfolio is very similar. So, pricing-wise, I think there was a difference of maybe five hundred bucks. I think we're looking at like a difference between like thirty-five hundred bucks to three thousand. Actually, no, no, no. maybe like three thousand bucks to twenty-five hundred bucks. Right. So I was I was 
charging maybe 3,000-ish, and PPS was like 22, 25. So that worked, okay? Yeah. Some of my overage, we were able to switch it over to to PPS, right? But as my work evolved towards a certain type of style, so did theirs. So sometime around 2000, I want to say 16 or 17, our our styles started to diverge a little bit, you know? Uh, And it's nothing bad about any style. It's just, you know, I was shooting a certain way and I wasn't going to force him to shoot my way. You know what I mean? I was experimenting a lot more and certainly I had the license to do that. Uh, But with an associate brand, here's here's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand. When people are looking up an associate brand, they're booking an associate brand, those clients are expecting a certain quality of work. They're expecting a certain type of portfolio. If you have, like, let's say, five shooters, they're all shooting different styles, that client doesn't know what they're going to be signing up for, right? So when that brand is inconsistent, it's harder for you to market and sell that because clients don't know what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, you know, everything that we were showing for Pearl Paper, you know, it was, a, it was a certain style of work. And it spoke to that target audience really well. So that's why we were able to attract that audience and book them. Whereas my personal brand, I was able to experiment a little bit more. I can take the hits if I were to lose clients or whatever. So the styles diverged a little bit. So because of that, the audience profile also changed. My clients usually, or my my inquiries usually don't book Pearl Paper Studio and vice versa. Because with Pearl Paper Studio clients, they, they the clients like to know what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's pure style. Yeah, it's just yeah, pure style. It's, it's- Yep, style um, and what what they're looking for because when they come looking at Ben Lau's portfolio, you know they see. I think you know a lot of them are oh it's fun, um, you know. There's some fun stuff in Pro yeah. Paper Studio stuff too. Yeah, but mainly you're you're fun and and wacky, you know, and, <laughs> and, very and, wacky. and weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird some very people, weird. Yeah, some people. Pro Paper Studio is not weird. I'm yeah, very weird. Yeah, right? Pro Paper is not weird. I think me and Ben we are more weird and. <laughs> You know, Very weird. We could get away with it, I guess. That's what I mean. Like we're yeah, because that's what that's what weirdos. kind of yeah clients that we speak to. You know, the weirdos, and the yeah. fun ones. You know, the but odd ones. No, 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 no. You can't say that. Pro paper studio clients are also very fun. Right, <laughs> but it's their fun. It's 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 fun in their way. Yeah, right? different different ways, different styles. Yeah, yeah. But I think you were smart enough to make the conscious decision instead of saying like, oh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna send this pro paper just so I can make extra money. You are more of like, yeah, I will set myself for failure if I recommend this couple that reach out to Ben Lau and yep. send them a pearl paper and then they get something different. Right. You're just setting yourself up for failure. Yep. And, and uh, I mean, it's the perfect scenario. You, you already have this funnel coming in. So why not use it to your advantage? But you're wise enough. I think yep. that's what a lot of, where a lot of associate brands struggle is that they have all these clients coming in for their personal brands. And they have this overage now because they can't take the wedding for whatever reason. And then they try to refer to this associate. But the thing is, the experience, for better or worse, you know, it's not going to be the same experience. The client experience is not going to be quite the same. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I've yet to meet an associate brand owner who has internal referrals, right? A lot of the referrals are coming from the primary brand. I mean, as long as it's sustaining their bookings, then it is what it is, right? But for us, all three of our brands, they serve different markets. And therefore, the overage does not go from one to the other. My clients don't book Hey Karis. Hey Karis clients don't book me. Mm-hmm. Karis is even more weird than I am. She so. has a cooler client <laughs> than everybody here. Uh, right? <laughs> Chill fun one. Very, so she like, has a chic I'm, not, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not cool enough to book Hey Karis clients. You know what I mean? No, true, true. Sorry. Yep. True yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, so do you have... Um, because I know your preferred vendors in some pl- venues. Right. Do you have some venues that refer out 
your personal brands and pro paper? Some do. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we have one venue that promotes both. Uh, actually, three of us now. All of us. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then we have. Uh, take your pick. <laughs> you know we got the, the 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 regular one. We, we got the weird, weird one and the really weird, weird one. Extra weird. <laughs> what level Whatever weirdness you do you want? <laughs> Pick your spice level. <laughs> Pick your spice level. <laughs> dry rub. <laughs> um, pretty much, right? Um, yeah, yeah. We have some venues, and then we also have some venues that uh, refer just Pearl Paper Studio. They don't refer me or Karen's. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that venue speaks to a certain type of audience, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, Karis and I would not be able to convert those kinds as much. Or the photographers people. from the brand have created a good uh, connection yep. with the venue. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We we are um, our photographers. They also do because this is the way that we train them. Uh, you know, they have great relationships with not just the clients, but also with a lot of the vendors that we vendors. work with. So uh, some of these venues is like, oh my god, I love Pro Paper Studio. You guys are amazing. So we got to get you guys back in here. And that's that's how we get those venue relationships. So what else do you think people need to know or learn about when they want to start an associate brand? Well, the thing is, if you're going to do it, you want, you want to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. You want to do it the right way. I think a lot of times, again, I mentioned before, a lot of people fall into the trap. They get a little preoccupied with all the dollar signs. Yeah. That they think. They think they're going to get. Yeah, they think they're going to get. But a lot, a lot of headaches come along with those dollar signs, mm-hmm. you know. So the thing that I wanted to talk about, like, you know, when people are deciding on whether or not they're going to start an associate brand, you know, really just evaluate what are your motivations for doing this. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not at the end of the day, we're all business owners. We're all trying to make a buck. All right? I understand that. I'm not poo-pooing on anyone's ambitions to, to do it because they're trying to make money. Okay? But at the same time, if you're going to do it, just... Make sure you're taking care of the clients. You know what I mean? Don't just take the booking without having coverage for that client. The huge problem that I'm seeing is that, you know, people are booking the clients. They're taking the clients. They're taking the bookings without actually having coverage. You yeah. know what I mean? So they're just hiring randos out there in the universe. You know, like um, they're, they're using platforms to just hire associates last minute. And then these are just randos. They don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're setting themselves up for a disaster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a huge, a whole bunch of issues. Liability. Yeah. So in those cases, you know, my advice is to just refer the business out. You know, if you're trying to make extra money in your business, I think you're going to get a higher ROI by referring your business to your colleagues or referring it to the associate that you were going to hire. Okay? Because the thing is, you know, they might take the associate gig now. Right, but if you set them up for success, they're gonna remember that nice deed that you did for them when they become big and famous and all that kind of stuff. All the all that good juju that you put out there is gonna come, come back, back to you. To you. <laughs> exactly. So instead of making, let's say, two hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, or even a thousand bucks off an associate deal, I think I would rather make another three thousand, five thousand dollars getting a gig on my own when that referral comes back. And I, I know I'm gonna get a lot of pushback. We're gonna get some angry emails like, "Who the hell is this guy? Think he is telling me that I'm not allowed to make my, you know?" No, I, I don't think so. I think it's. You you are allowed to do whatever, whatever you, you want, want, but you think are of the clients. yeah. Think of the clients, and it's a huge huge liability. You know what yeah. I mean? And imagine it was your own wedding, yeah, and you got a photographer like that. You know what I mean? Just somebody stranger, you know, just comes some shoot, random, yeah, shooting your wedding. You don't even know if they're gonna deliver what they promised. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, That's how so, this person in Long Island yeah. got into trouble. I don't know if you remember. There's a there's a guy in Long Island. There's another one in Chicago or somewhere in the Midwest, right? They got this associate brand. They got all these bookings, right? But what happened was, I think 
number one, they pay themselves first, first and foremost, right? So mm-hmm. they didn't have money to pay the contractors. And then the contractors said, well, you're not going to pay me. I'm not going to give you the cards. cards, yeah. Right? So they, didn't, so they couldn't even work on the cards if they, if they wanted to, right? And then uh, they couldn't edit the photos either. I guess this was before Imagine AI and Aftershoot, right? So they're like, oh, well, I don't know how to edit. Or the people that I was trying to hire to edit these photos, I can't afford them. Or, and I, I don't know how to edit myself. I'm like, don't start an associate brand then, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to figure out. That's the other out- thing too. Like you mentioned, not even just photographing the wedding, but the admin work, the editing. There's a lot the of back-end stuff. Back-end stuff that people fail at when they scale so quickly and don't know how to manage a larger business. If there's one thing that we did correctly was that we didn't grow Pearl Paper Studio aggressively to the point where the, the, the wheels just fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. All right? We always pump the brakes. Okay, guys, we can't take any more bookings because I don't think we can secure second shooters. I don't think we can. Yep. Like, there were some times when we were like, we can't take this booking because nope. we don't have the coverage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll figure it out when we get to it. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. No. And I think that's where a lot of people find themselves in hot water. Mm-hmm. And they, we've worked for associate brands um, in the past. And they just scale because they see dollar signs. And then scrambling to find shooters. Editing never gets done. And then you're like, people know how to find you. us. They, they know how to find you. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are asking for all their stuff. Or <sighs> we've we've committed, we've um, completed our obligation did the editing, delivered it, but then that person never delivers to the client. Yeah, and when you're the associate brand owner, the buck stops with you, mm-hmm. right? Win or lose, everything is your responsibility. You're accountable for everything. Yep. So you got to be prepared for that if you're starting an associate brand. Mm-hmm. It's not as sexy as it looks. At all. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work for the money that you're getting mm-hmm. for the return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be It can be financially rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's a, there's a lot of work, there's a lot of risk, a lot of liability that goes along with that. Yeah. I think a lot of your systems have to be in place administratively. Post-production. Post-production. Yeah. Everything. Everything in between. It's not just showing up to the wedding and photographing it. Yeah, it's not just finding a warm body with a camera to send to the wedding. It has to be the right candidate for your business mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. 100%. So anything else that we can talk about regarding associate brands? Starting one? Maintaining one? Growing one? Just definitely doing your research, talking to a lot of other associate brand successful brand owners, not people who are just that you see posting looking for photographers last minute. Yeah. Speaking to those people, doing your research. I think that's one thing we didn't do was really dive into what it really entails and quickly learning it wasn't for us. And that's fine too. You know, you guys, you guys, you guys know where I live. You guys should have. It's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, we did speak to a few people. It just. I mean, we, we can't shoot weddings for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So I don't know if point, I would ever want to get into it again. At some really point. Good. We're saying we have differing no, opinions here. No, but. What, what I'm saying at some point, we'll probably think about it and, and just talk it over again and see if that's a route we want to take. Mm-hmm. For right now, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, you, guys, yeah. you guys are doing really well. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I would say just don't no force it on either. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it also makes us more exclusive. <laughs> We're very exclusive right now. <laughs> So the hot topic of the day is I saw a post on Facebook where someone had a client reach out to them post-wedding that please delete photos of my husband's brother because at the end of the wedding, he he, he stabbed another guest. Was there an ambulance called? I assume so. The photographer, I guess, had left at that point and didn't even know this event had occurred. Uh But essentially was saying, like, I don't want to see any photos of... This brother. brother. This brother and any of my pictures from the wedding. He was the, the best wedding. man, no? I guess. I yeah, would he was the best so. man. I don't know the unique details. So my question for you guys, have you guys ever had an instance where, A, people would email you and ask to delete certain things? Oh, yeah. We had <laughs> yeah, a recent oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> really? What did they ask you to delete? Yeah. This is your part question. You had someone ask you to delete I it? Did? Or PPS had someone, you got to take out a picture because of something or other. A picture that had to be removed from the gallery. That was stationary because it had personal like info, like address. Oh, so or, like, personal yeah, that was most recent. It was that. Um, we've oh, well, had. Oh, so other people see the like their yeah, friends. Like address or something. Yeah. Um, and we've had requests as like, oh, can you take this photo down because um, they're not together anymore. Like ex like brothers, ex girlf like current girlfriend, but now yeah, they're yeah. not together anymore. Yeah. So we had several requests like that, like not no longer, like sibling no longer together with that couple. So, uh, well, now we do like one with that girlfriend or boyfriend and without. So, you know, so you don't have case, those issues. Yeah, in case yeah. they break up, you have. Well, there's all AI now that can remove everybody. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Making all That'll our come lives in handy. easy. Yep. All right. We'll just remove him. Boom. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nothing. Stabbing or <laughs> killing someone. Yeah, I don't think we had. We only had one years ago where the groom's mom did like an uncompromising position on the dance floor with um, one of the groomsmen during um, that meatloaf song. What's the song? I forgot. Mom did. Yeah. Compromising position. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, alcohol involved that wedding. Go ahead, mom. So they were yeah. battling during that meatloaf song. I can't think off the top of my head right and now. And she got like. Um, she got really close to him. Dancing, and then went down. And and then he just pushed her head like down. Oh. All the way down to his oh. to his midsection. So from certain angles, Who was the guy? Uh, it wasn't was a, a guest. It was a groomsman. It was a groom. No, no, he wasn't a groomsman. He was a guest. Was mom yes. single? Was that there? Yeah, yeah, that was there. Everyone was, there. <laughs> everyone was just drunk. Yeah. And then uh I guess when we delivered the gallery, she saw the photo. Yeah, I was like, remove that, please. Yeah, yeah so the, the groom emailed us, can you please uh, delete this image of my mother? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, if they wanted us to remove from the gallery, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Part B to that question is, have you ever had like a crime or anything happen on your watch? Or like an Ooh. incident or mishap yeah, or… Fight. fight breakout. Oh my God, you want to yeah. hear about a fight? We actually had a fight breakout at a wedding. Mm-hmm. This was like, we were like, we Getting were like wrap packing up. up our bags. We were going to do night shots. We we're going to do a sparkler yeah. exit and then head yeah. out, right? So 11.55. But here's the thing. Once the reception started, we already knew that we're, there, there was drama Trouble. brewing. Because mm -hmm. there are certain <laughs> groups of people that don't like other groups of people. And that feeling's mutual, right? But just so happened, the groom belonged to one side and the bride belonged to the other side. Okay? Uh -oh. So these so two groups. So it's like uh, Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet yeah. almost, right? Ooh. Both of these cultures… You know, they dance very sexily. You know, that's just what they do, right? Mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not being disparaging or anything like that. That's just <laughs> how they dance, right? So I guess somebody was dancing a little bit too sexy with the other, with another other person sides. on the other side. Somebody didn't like that. By 11.55, the first punch was thrown, <gasps> right? And that fight went all the way into the into kitchen. Into the kitchen. <laughs> Glasses. Like storms of people like Bla moving <laughs> in. Plates, plates shattering. <laughs> it was like, I was like, are you kidding me? You guys can't. like five minutes. We got five minutes. You guys can keep your shit together for five more minutes. <laughs> did, you, did you photograph any of Everyone it? Everyone always asks that. But you know what? I got a lot of great dancing pictures. I mean, the pictures. I mean, oh, yeah. But really did you great. ever have anybody, like, I guess if anybody was arrested, email you after and be like, hey, do you have Nobody photos of this or no one, that? No that one happened? has charges. It was just a fight. What venue? Oh, okay. Venetian. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. yeah and, then, no, and then the owner came out. I think they called the cops. Mm -hmm. We 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 were off the clocks. At I was that like, oh, okay, so I guess. Like, okay, we're, I we're, I guess we're not doing a night shot. Yeah. There's no sparkler yeah, yeah. exit. <laughs> it, it sparks fly in the kitchen. But that's usually my question. Like, because it's happened to some photographers where they get contacted or videographer after, like, do you have 
photo or video evidence of whatever, oh. you know, happened that night. Crime scene. Like, thankfully, <laughs> we've never had that much uh, trying to get involved. Yeah, we've gotten people, like, not crime, but, like, people passing out, needing uh, medical, it was a medical emergency, someone got a heart attack, stroke, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think, you know, any, like, assault, rape, murder, nothing uh, like that. I've, I've seen, well, I, 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 would I, hope. I didn't really <laughs> see assault, but when I worked at a catering hall, I worked in the kitchen. It was a holiday party, and it's like, I don't know, 14, 20 nursing homes that have their party at the venue that I worked at. And I was going to the restroom. The party was over. I was going to the restroom, and I see this guy. He's arguing with this lady. He threw her down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He, like, uh, I think she attacked him first, and he just, like— This old lady attacked? No, she wasn't old. They were, like, in their 30s, 30s, 40s. Uh, he was like twice her size, and when she hit him, he just grabbed her <gasps> and threw her down the stairs. Oh my god! Yeah, he got arrested. That's insane. Yeah, for assault. Your your crazy wedding stories need to be more. Yeah, uplifting. well, this, this, this <laughs> wasn't this when was I was bad. a photographer. <laughs> this is when I was working at at a venue uh, on, on on their staff. I can't imagine the crazy things when you see. Yeah, yeah. but that's your department you work, from now. That's yeah, your department you from now on. Right? Crazy wedding stories, but maybe not so like. Oh violent. my god! Yeah, maybe not so violent. <laughs> Less violent. I think the only thing that we photographed that was like evidence of if it would have gotten worse was that fire last year mm. at Rockley. Rockley? No, 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 not that one. Um, it was a very minor fire at a venue. We were at the Barnet Villa Venezia, and feathers, the DJ brought the sparklers. Oh. But he put them next to the sweetheart table, which had um something flammable. Those feathers, whatever mm. they call the dry, like the floral decor. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it. Whoosh, those yeah, things yeah. went yep. up. Oh my god! <laughs> that was also the DJ's surprise gift to the ah. couple. Yeah. Oh, no. So it, that didn't work out well. So we have photos of like it on fire. Yeah. We have a photo of like Hector from Naughty Art just like running. <laughs> he was ready to go. <laughs> His camera was next to it on the tripod, so I think he ran over there. Yeah, to save make. the camera, not, yeah. uh, not the sweetheart table. <laughs> Speaking of fires, we had two fire incidents. Right? There was one. We were work. Karis and I. We were still shooting together. We were shooting at the. Um, Tribeca rooftop, right? And the ceremony is about to start. The entrance is about to start. And this was back in the day when we had little earpieces, headpieces. Mm-hmm. And we would talk to each other throughout the day, right? Isn't that sweet? So right? cute. Were you telling her sweet nothings? Not really. Kara's <laughs> yelling so at you. Like, Mine like, was never on. So. <laughs> no, it was. So, <laughs> it doesn't work. So I was like, I, was I like, can't hey. hear you. <laughs> I was like, hey, babe, um, do you, well, like, do, do you smell, do you smell something smoking? Right? Something smoking, right? Something smoking. And everyone's kind of like, oh my God. Something smoking. Right? Something, something's on fire. And then, you know who you know what was on it fire? Was, it was my hair. Paris's hair oh was on fire. <laughs> it's a plume of smoke. So, so I was, you know, because the ceremony is about to start. So I'm like against the wall. But behind yeah, her. So behind there is window. And on the windowsill, there's like all these little vaultive candles. <gasps> And I'm standing, and my hair was long back then. And then, like, yeah, it was like, uh, and I was like, so, like, and grandparents are about to enter, come in. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, my hair's on fire. And I'm getting it out. And there's, like, smoke. And then grandparents walking in, they're like, are you okay? <laughs> Where were you? I was uh, at the front, front of the, yeah, oh, front of the aisle. To, She's yeah. in the back. I'm in the front. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, babe, you smell and you fire. And I smelled it all the way from there. That means she had been on fire for a while. Yeah. She was smoking yeah. for a while. We're like... <laughs> if I could smell all the way from you the front. Did you hear? Yeah. yeah. Oh my and there was another time I was shooting a, a wedding at a, at a restaurant. And uh, there was this aunt. And um, she had her back turned to the cocktail table, right? And I shit you not. Fire. Just 
Hairspray. The, the hairspray. Her hair just went up like at least one to two feet of flames on top oh of her head, gosh. right? I was like, that shit went on fire so quickly. So I started beating her on the head with my hands. I put the fire out. You know, like maybe now, I don't, maybe I should have photographed it first. Part of me is like, but at, you know, I saved a woman's life. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's one of those things that when things happen, you just like, you just don't even go into thinking about photographing yep. it. It's yep. an emergency or something else happened or… Yeah, you go into survivor mode. Yeah. You, you also don't want to be uh, like looked at, like yeah, you people know, are gonna like. What the, the hell is this guy shooting? <laughs> yeah, it's like how dare this person shoot up? <laughs> something's on fire. This, guy's problem? this lady's hair's on fire, and this guy's photographing it. <laughs> I, I, I had a, a, a older woman push me and my camera one time at a wedding because mm. I had no idea what was happening. I, I saw a little kid on the floor, so of course we're in the dance floor. Let me go take pictures of this yeah, little yeah, kid. Yeah. What I did not know was this little kid was looking up the woman's skirt. Oh. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm already, I'm snapping from mm. the side and she just like looks at me and just like mushes me. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell's your problem? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I saw what was happening and I was like, at that point, like, I'm not going to explain myself. Like, uh-huh. I just walked off and yeah. let it be. But I would have to say the craziest wedding story that I have is, um, it was a destination wedding. Down to St. John's. Drunkest wedding of my career. There was a, uh, I guess, a welcome party the night prior. And they invited us over to hang out with them. But when we arrived, it was a concerned look. Like, there was, there was something, something happened, right? So, uh, as I, as, and so I was continuing walking down the, the, this driveway. And I looked up. There's a Jeep Wrangler in the trees. <laughs> Sorry, what? On the trees? A Jeep Wrangler on the trees. Did I never tell you this story? How did, no. that get, yeah. how, how did the Jeep get in the trees? So St. John's… Are these, like, shorter trees? So, so St. John's is… is they build houses on like cliffs. On hills? Oh, so oh. it went off the cliff into a tree. Yep. And you guys were in the level yep. below. So we, we drove into the driveway and then all these, you know, um, friends, groomsmen, they're all like really worried in the driveway, like running around back and forth, looking down over the cliff. We're like, oh, we're like, what's going on? And then we, so a drunk friend. Sold the groom's yeah, car. Drove it off a cliff. Got actually first, any, any first car he saw, grabbed the key. Start driving out the driveway and went straight into the cliff. <gasps> thankfully, there was a tree that, that caught, his, the mm-hmm, caught the car and him. So thankfully, he was okay. But yeah. So then they called. How the towing- do you get down from there? So the towing company. They called the towing company. They're like, "Oh yeah, this happens all the time." They told him out. They pulled him out of it was, the tree. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, in St. Charles, I don't know if you guys know this. It's um, American cars on British roads, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you guys are on, like, so you're driving on the, uh, the opposite you're side. You're driving on the opposite side, but yeah. you're in an American car. See, the thing is, if you're driving a British car on you, UK roads, you're also on the, on the, the opposite side. So you're right? kind of like, all right, I'm on the wrong side, right? But when you're in an American car, on the other on the, side, on the other side, it's like, <laughs> so all right, what yeah, side am yeah. I supposed to be on? You know what I mean? So and and he was super. They were super drunk. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but thankfully he was alive, and so they got him out of the car. The car was still there. They got him out of the car. And they beat the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, they were like angry. Yeah. <laughs> they started attacking him. Yeah, they're like this was like day before the wedding. <laughs> imagine, the imagine he like oh died day before the wedding. Oh my god! You know what I mean? The wild. So thing. yeah, the following day at the wedding, he was, he was all dressed was up. Just, was this so guy hard. had a like bruise on his face, like in the corner, like really. really he looked like he got yeah. caught with his hand in a cookie jar. Yeah. Shame. Yep. Shame. Shame. Yeah. So that you know, these are the crazy wedding stories. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah. You know? Do you guys have any crazy wedding stories? 
Not really. No, I've I've heard uh, some crazy ones, but we we've never we've never been fortunate enough to witness yeah crazy some of these uh, odd yeah. things. But you know what, guys, uh, for all the listeners out there, if you guys have a crazy wedding story you'd like to share with us, yes, you'd like us yeah. to share it is up on the podcast. You guys can reach us at hello at focus-af.com. What's that email again? Hello at focus-af.com. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So send, uh, submit your stories there and we'll read it on the air. We'll share it with our audience. Yes. Be fun Love stuff. to hear it. A question, throwing it out there. Um, what is your um, thought on non-white wedding dress? Oh, I like them. Yeah. Well, it's I a like off color. Have you guys You just had one. You had like a pink yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that I was really came pretty. Out. As um, long as it's that not... That was my first non-white dress. You know, other than like ivory, off-white, you know? But like... Yeah. Uh, we had yeah, yeah, one yeah. that was like a little tie-dyed. Oh, that, tie-dyed. That threw raw for a little bit. But <laughs> um, I kind of like them. Yeah. Well, didn't we have somebody recently? No. That had a different color? Uh, no. Different shade, maybe? No. Yeah, different shade, not like not like ivory or off white, but like blue or different, like, yeah, blue, different, different color. Like just color. not white. Yeah. yeah, like distinctively different. I like color. something different as yeah. long as it's like doesn't look like a sweet sixteen dress yeah, or yeah, yeah. prom dress or quinceanera dress. Something tasteful because once you look into the other colors, like That's sometimes you, you can tell it's like a prom dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yep. Yep. Just make it black yep. and white. Nobody knows it's like, a quinceanera dress. I like when it's like a nice. Soft pink, yeah. or yeah. I think soft pink was very in for a while, and then um, I just read that um, blue, like light blue, light blue, blue tone ish wedding dresses in for twenty twenty. Oh, white wedding like dresses that. have only been around for like since Queen Victoria. That's only one hundred fifty years old. Actually, I mm. second shot a wedding with a pink, soft pink dress. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a newish thing. Pink, it's yeah. not. It's pink, it, uh, human civilization has been around much longer than that. Wedding. Yeah, the, but I would like to photograph like. Uh, maybe like a whitish dress with like pops of color, like floral, yeah. different floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those would be pretty. So if you are a bride, if, yeah, I was gonna say that. If you have- reach out, <laughs> reach out to <laughs> Actually, reach out to all of us. Yes, uh, and, we will uh, welcome you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, I guess my mind's going to be also really short, uh, business tips and strategies and things like that, right? So I was recently lightly chastised for not having my phone number out there in the universe for my business. Mm. Like, man, why don't you have your phone number out there? You're losing out on a lot Who of business, you? right? Well, I don't know if I can say. She's very well known. Tell me after, because I have. <laughs> everyone knows my feelings about phone numbers. Yeah. So she called, calls. So, so actually she called me on the don't phone and said, me. hey, listen, Ben, you know, I, I got your number because I have your number from years ago, right? But I was going to refer business to you, but you don't have your phone number anywhere. And like, how 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 am I referral supposed to reach out to you? Email. So that's what I what, said. I was like, you know, what is this? Nineteen ninety? Yeah. So email. I was like, you know, I'm very easy to find online, and these days they can find me easily on social media and stuff. This phone mm-hmm. number. And the other thing is, I was like, lady, <laughs> lady, <laughs> uh, you know, I could be working. I could be out shooting. I could be out with uh, on a meeting or whatever yeah. it is. If they called me, I wouldn't be able to pick up anyway, right? right? Yep. They're like, well, they can leave a voicemail. I was like, well, I don't know that I missed a call. I don't use my phone that way. You know, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Oh, no. You know I, I mean? Everyone knows I refuse to pick up the phone. Yeah. Who, so actually, who calls these days? So she's like, you know, you're missing out on a lot of business. Just telling you, right? So I'm, I'm thinking, about, so this was actually the to- one of the topics that I covered yesterday during my live. I was like, guys, you know, just, and I'm an old millennial. Believe it or not, I'm a millennial. Yeah. I'm a very old millennial, right? I'm at the very tippity tip, 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 tip. You're borderline. <laughs> borderline uh, Gen X, right? Yeah. So like, even... Myself, I don't like talking on the phone. 
you know, if they no, need something, yeah. just email me, text me, message me, whatever yes. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that way, at least on the client side of things, it's they're reaching out to me two o'clock in the middle of the night. They just have a question. They can text me, write me or whatever it is. And I'll get to them the following morning or whatever mm-hmm. it is. They don't feel so weird doing it. As opposed to them waiting for business hours for them to reach out to me. And even during those business hours, I might be in a meeting. I might be shooting or whatever it is. Right? Mm-hmm. So from I'm looking at it from a client's experience perspective like it's i think it's much better for them to just text me message yeah and me, i think it's, it's it's respectful of other person's time and what they're doing too they're not yeah randomly calling yeah, like calling I, and- I, I feel like the people who complain about not having phone numbers or finding phone numbers or whatever they complain about this phone number issue they tend to be an older generation, usually oh, Gen yeah. X or older. They they probably yeah. still have a Rolodex. They have something like our clientele now, or they will just DM you or text you or email you. Yeah, even DMing me, like I don't, it's okay. I prefer email or text. Email yeah, I'll redirect the them to yep. email. Yeah, yeah, because even if they reach out to me on IG or whatever, uh, I will kind of coax them or, or kind of guide to them email, towards yep. email or something. Because mm-hmm. the reason for that is that I don't want to be checking three different, different channels source. of communication. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the reason why I like written form of communication is it allows me to have a paper trail. Yeah. Like screenshot stuff, whatever. Because otherwise, anything that I say during a consult or anything that I say during a phone call, they're like, oh, you promised me this, you promised me that, whatever. Like, you know, I, I don't want to have to that, deal with right. a headache. At the start of the conversation, you are being recorded. <laughs> For training purposes. <laughs> For training and quality control, you are being recorded. Yeah. But that's 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 my uh training sales and marketing uh yeah, no, hot topic no, me. don't call yeah. me. <laughs> I, so I actually have a bigger problem of someone trying to pass off their Instagram page as a website or a portfolio. Uh, the yeah. phone number thing is like, come on. Yeah. I know somebody who does that. Yeah. I'll tell you the name after we yeah. start recording. I, 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 <laughs> I have a bigger wrote, issue know. with that than you, someone not having their phone number on their site. Mm. Yep. Just build a website. It doesn't take anything to build yeah. a website. Nowadays, yep. But you know what? There are a lot of people that sustain their businesses on their Instagram alone and their SEO and their website sucks. So Younger generation. Yeah. yeah. There are some people they sustain. They have a very sustainable business just on IG alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock them. Do whatever works. You know, yeah. Maybe I'm the one who's behind. Well… Depends who. Um, if it's an influencer, yeah, fine. But if yeah. if, if it's a, a local photographer trying to build your business and you're sending me a freaking Instagram yeah, page. I'm not like, a pretty girl on. or uh, a puppy. So <laughs> it's hard for me to win on or, any or of those accounts. Mokbang. Mokbang, just eat, just eat in front of people, right? All right, well, anything else we want to cover today? No, I think we're good. Yeah, we, we covered a lot. Yeah. I, feel like. I think we were very... Focus day up. Well, semi-focus day up this episode. <laughs> Our producer we will edit out all the other stuff. But I don't think we were focused at all. The end I think- product should sound very focused AF. So Boop-boop. were you guys focused AF today? Yes. I was focused yeah, AF awesome. today. Yes. I was, yeah. focused, I was today. focused. Actually, no. Uh, I'm not because I, I basically recorded this entire session blind as a bat. <laughs> so, um, they will never know. Yeah. No one Literally unfocused. Both cameras will be out of focus now. <laughs> we should be okay. We should be okay. Well, that was another episode of Focus AF. So if you guys would like to check out our bloopers and behind the scenes and all that good stuff, you guys can follow us on Instagram at focused.af. You guys can also check out all of our latest episodes and what we do back here (laughs) on our website at focused-af.com. And that's it, everyone. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) We are Focused AF. We're Focused AF. This is Ben. This is Karis. This is Ro. And this is Jen. Adios. Bye. Bye. Laters.
Focused AF is a fun, business-focused podcast for wedding creatives. Co-hosted by award-winning husband and wife wedding photography teams, Ben and Karis. And Jen and Ro, where we help fellow wedding creatives with their sales and marketing. With laid-back conversations and real talk with some of our most favorite people in the universe. And with that being said, are you focused AF? I am focused AF today. We are focused AF. I think I might be focused AF. (laughs) Welcome to the Focused AF Podcast.